in all Ukraine, there is a real war that I could never imagine I'm going to see it in my life. It's, it's more horrible than all these movies, um, documentaries. This is Unconditioning, discovering the voice within, with Whitney and Jenkins. Hello, and welcome to a special episode of Unconditioning, Discovering the Voice Within, where I bring on guests and we talk about the inner authentic voice and the challenges and rewards that come from following it. I have with me my dear friend, Elisa Garova, who was a former guest on episode number two, if you want to scroll back. She is Ukrainian, and she is a tribal fusion belly dancer and a really great visual artist. She and her family were affected by the war going on in Ukraine, and I wanted to bring her on so that she could share her story and that we could create an awareness around what is happening and what is really happening uh, from the perspective of someone who's actually there experiencing the bombings and the sirens and the terrifying realities of seeing people slaughtered in the streets. Elisa and her mother fled from Ukraine to Spain and on their journey were robbed of all of their belongings, including their passports and all of their money. And so there was a GoFundMe that was set up for them, which I have added in the show notes. So if anyone would like to donate to help support Elisa and her family, it's easily accessible in the show notes, as well as another link that she sent me to help Ukraine in an official way. So here is Elisa sharing her story of the war in Ukraine. It's so nice to see you. You too. I'm so glad that we're able to do this. Yeah, me too. Me too. I'm actually very, very thankful to you because uh, you're supporting me a lot. You're texting me. uh, It means a lot. Yeah. So I'm feeling better right now. I can talk. I can laugh and... um, I'm taking some pills like uh, for calming myself down because uh, I was very stressed and I had fever and I went to the doctor I I got the medicine insurance here the Spanish one and I went to the doctor and I did analysis blood analysis and everything is good Uh, the doctor said it's just the stress so I'm taking Taking pills to calm myself down, and right now yeah. I'm feeling better. Okay, I can imagine that you must be super stressed. Um, so I'm glad you're, that you're able to have that resource of being able yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I don't really have like a specific plan for our conversation. <laughs> I just want to give you like this, the space, <laughs> give you space to, to share mm-hmm. like what's going on in your story, um, just to give people mm-hmm. more awareness of what's happening um and yeah yeah yeah. so um, basically we had we have right now at this the same moment we're talking a horrible war in kiev in in ukraine in all ukraine i mean in kiev right now is uh, free thanks god but uh in all key like i'm sorry i'm just uh taking a deep breath yeah Uh, in all Yes, in all Ukraine, there is a real war that I could never imagine I'm going to see it in my life. It's, it's more 
horrible than all these movies, um, documentaries about the World War II first, because um, like one thing is to see it on a TV, uh, watch a movie, and another thing is to see it by yourself, hearing it and um, all the explosions, seeing tanks and militaries and seeing these awful videos and stories from my friends, not like from right. someone I, I don't know. It's like real stories. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm actually very happy that the most of the world are aware right now what is going on in Ukraine. Um, but, you know, I cannot say the same thing about Russian people, unfortunately, even uh, my father is originally from Russia and he has some relatives there and they don't believe they even didn't call him when everything started. Wow. They're totally brainwashed. So I believe they are still good Russian people uh, who can think clearly and think opposite but you know each day my hope is slowly falling down because hearing all these conversations and seeing you know what russian people are uh, writing texting and thinking it's just a pure horror and you know it's not only the war um which is awful and now another thing is that what russian militaries are doing in occupied territories they're just being a pure evil um they're just torturing people ukrainian civil people i don't think if it's on the news with the details I think there are some, but not with details. Details. I have all the details because I'm on all these chat groups. Um, I'm monitoring all the news, all the stories, checking out uh, how are my friends. And there are awful stories about raping women, group raping um, children, even babies, raping girls and boys there, torturing people burning them, sh shooting them. And it's like, I've never, I've never ever seen it in any movies, in any books, in, in everywhere. I could not even imagine. I had like um, a slight thought that it might be during, you know, some awful centuries, like many, many years ago, but not nowadays. And it, hurts me more and it pains me more because it's my country it's my it's my people they're my people who are mm -hmm. suffering and um i think you heard about bucha Irpin, where people were slaughtered they were like lying on the streets for many weeks and when the russian soldiers were gone uh, the like the whole picture just appeared what they 
they did it's what what they were doing there and it's like 20 kilometers from Kiev where I live yeah and and just I, I have no words because so many friends my friends lost their houses because they had houses there so thanks god they're alive they they had a chance to leave these places and uh you know like one month ago it was very dangerous in kiev right now i hope it's gonna be better because right now it's pretty calm there but one month ago every day each morning there were like uh flying missiles over kiev and um most of them were shot by our armies um, but some of them just hit buildings with civil people even one missile was was shut down just above our building it was so you know wow. my father and said you know i heard something like it was so loud that it wasn't on the news it was after this in the news i think it's they shot the missile right just above my house because then the sound was so powerful and yes it happened and it just flew a little bit further to the river and the river is five minutes away from our building well um yeah and so that was like a month ago you said so this has been happening yes but it was happened but only I I think right now what is the date right now I'm so lost it is it's April 13th April 13th okay so because I, re uh, I, I remember you sending me a message I feel like right as it was happening um saying like that it was a war and it was like hell and like nothing you could ever imagine yeah yeah, yeah. so uh to I think 10 days ago, um, Kiev, a whole Kiev and Kiev region, like we have Kiev, the center, and Kiev region is uh, other uh, small towns, small cities um, surrounded, uh, surround Kiev. And this old place uh, were, were liberated and it started to be calmer. I'm talking to my friends right now. They're going back to the work, uh, trying to live their normal life. But uh, the government says it's still it's still dangerous because it seems uh, they went back to Belarus and Russia, most of them. But they're like waiting to make a second attack. I hope there are no not be a second attack, but we don't really know because right now I think the situation is so unpredictable mm -hmm. because um, at first place uh, my parents, all my friends, we, we didn't believe that there is going to be a, a real war. We stayed in Kiev. I got so many messages from my friends all, all over the world mm -hmm. saying you must leave uh, and I replied like no I'm staying in Kiev because you know we have a 
bad situation on the east side Donbass, I think you heard for eight years already. And with Crimea, Russian been attacking us for all eight years. And we were thinking that it's gonna be the same, but more intense on the east side. We never could imagine that it's gonna be a full invasion yeah. of Russia. Uh, so that's why I stayed in Kiev, and I remember it were it very clearly that I had my last dance class in my new studio. I just opened it. Uh, it was only one week. Uh, studio was working. I had my class. I had twelve girls, and everything was good. I went back home. I watched. Netflix a little bit. I played video game. You know, I, I just enjoyed <laughs> my time. Yes, evening, everything was good. But I felt something, you know, I I I got some, you know, feelings, I would say tension inside because also um I I I was on the telegram group um with the news and some people, you know, random people can chat there, yeah. you know, throw some news, um, they can be true or fake, they just, I heard this, I heard that, and I read, uh, read on this uh, chat group, like, I heard that Russians are going to attack at 4 a.m., and I was like, no, I don't think it's going to happen, but, you know, I, this thought, this, you know, just stuck, in my mind mm -hmm. and I couldn't sleep for a long time but finally I fell asleep and at 5 15 20 some kind of this time am I woke up and I realized something is very wrong because uh, in all buildings that what I uh, saw from the window, I saw that all the buildings are, their, their lights are turned on. It's mm. 5.30, yeah. like mm. all, all lights on. Uh, I was hearing the cars were driving like, like crazy, you know, traffic already, people were running. And I just, you know, uh, and I was with my parents. I went out to the kitchen and they were staying. And I said, what happened? And they said, the war started. And I just, I, I said, what, how? And I took my phone, I opened, and you know, on my phones, I had million messages from friends from, um, from the news that it was, I remember, I even, you know, right now I get nervous because I remember that I started to read and I felt so numb. I felt so power, powerless and helpless because I was reading that almost all cities were bomb, bombing, were bombed. And I could hear the explosions in Kiev. Mm -hmm. And I felt so small and you know, I think it was the first time in my life when I was shaking physically, like my arms, my hands, 
I couldn't even, you know, text anything. I texted my friends like, hey, how are you? Did you hear that? She said, my, all my friends, yes, of course. And I said, what are you gonna do? And they decided to stay, and I decided to stay with my parents in Kiev because first of all, it was impossible to leave Kiev at the first day because the traffic was enormous. People couldn't leave because just traffic, all the roads were blocked and I could hear uh, jets flying, war jets flying above and it was very scary. Uh, we started to buy water, food, there were a long quiz everywhere. Um, what I remember there were also a lot of car accidents, but no police came because they were yeah. occupied in the war. It was a mess. Like it first, the first time in my life when I realized that it's a real mess, what is going on in my city, in my country. Um, and what we did with my parents, uh, we fixed our windows, you know, for uh, in a case if bomb will explode, explode somewhere near so our uh, glasses can be full um, and not shattered. Yeah. Uh, I heard sirens um, and I know we were notified that there are like shelves, uh, shelf bomb where you can hide. Um, uh, in the, uh, I have uh, underground tea, mm -hmm. tea, tea train and people were hiding there, but we decided, you know, we're going to stay in, in our apartment. And, and the, the second reason why we were staying in our apartment, because the sirens we could hear only if we opened the window yeah. in our region. Uh, so the first day was like um, a blank space for my memory. I couldn't sleep, I felt so anxious. And on the second day, I think that the situation got worse, more bombing, more missiles. And I still wanted to stay in Kiev, um, my mom as well, but my father told us, okay, right now you have to pack Mm, you have to take your car and leave because we don't know what's going on. We don't know how it will end and maybe, you know, we don't know. Um, and he, his friend, his friend also was driving his wife and a baby uh, to the border with Poland. So we decided um, to pack quickly for, it was like, 10 minutes I had, I packed everything what I needed. Um, our father gave us money. We took everything like passports, all passports, all documents. We went um, to the garage, we took our car and I started to drive. And I think it was very um, surreal because I was driving on the streets that I knew and they were all act with military, uh, our military tanks, um, 
farmers with the guns, volunteers, block busts. Um, it was pretty scary. And especially on the second day, uh, there were also a bad traffic. Um, basically, we couldn't leave Kiev region. But what we did, we stayed uh, on the countryside um, at our friend's house. And she was also scary. And her, her son uh, went, to, went as a volunteer to the army. And she was very worried. Um, and what we did, like, we, it's like also from the movies, at the evening, we went uh, walking her dogs. She has two dogs, huskies. And we tried to find some signatures, you know, Russian uh, people, like before bombing cities, before bomb bombing anything, they're actually putting some marks. Um. And she said, yesterday I found some marks. We should like remove them. But thanks God we didn't find them. And... Uh, we had restrictions after after 7 a.m. We at 7 p.m. We had to turn off all the lights. So we stayed. We slept. I tried to sleep to sleep this night. And next time at 7 a.m. I started my way to the west side of Ukraine, and it was very intense because I didn't have any information. I just, I was scared to run into Russian soldiers because at this point, at those, at this point, I didn't know, but I had feeling it could end badly. And after, you know, after we got news that they actually were killing and shooting at civil people, even from tanks and had the you know, feelings that, oh my God, maybe, you know, I didn't know where to write, what road to choose. I didn't know where, where they are. And the news are not reliable because some news are real, some news are fake. Because for example, my friend called me, oh, don't, don't uh, go this way because the bridge was bombed. And then in two hours, she called me back. Oh, it, it, it's a fake news, like go oh, straight wow. to yes so we got to the west side of ukraine and we decided to make even further to the border of uh of uh, moldova uh but then we we got stuck in a huge alpha traffic jam uh i was driving 100 kilometers for 20 hours with wow. no sleep. Whoa. It was very scary because all people were very aggressive, you know. Yeah. I, I, I can guess because it, it's war right. and some of them were leaving the cars because gasoline were running out. Mm -hmm. And um, it felt like it could be forever. I, I thought maybe I'm going to stuck to be stuck in nowhere because it, it was a forest, like nothing else. But thanks God, at the down, we reached uh, the, the town, which was close to the border. Uh, we 
we rest a little bit and then we cross the border next day. So, um, and most of my friends, half of my friends right now, they are right now also abroad, but some are staying in Kiev in other regions. Uh, in 10 days, we got Spain, but you know, I still feel, it feels, I don't know, pretty intense, pretty surreal and yeah. like, I think the world know that we have the war, but they don't know how bad it is. I don't think they even, you know, if you even know how bad it is, you cannot, you know, get this feeling because one thing to hear to uh, to read about this and another thing to hear and go through this and yeah i mean i that's why i wanted to have you on here because like it's one thing for me to watch it on the news too but then to to see you there um and your experience and knowing you and considering you like a really like close dear friend um yeah me too (laughs) yeah so like that puts things into perspective a lot too so Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for like sharing all of this too, because I feel like it's really important to bring that awareness, right? Yeah. Um, and and once you got to Spain, that wasn't a very pleasant uh, experience for you either. Yes, it, it was like a, a second challenge from the universe because uh, we actually. Uh, we were driving, I was driving. I didn't give, uh, I didn't let my mom drive because she was very stressed. She couldn't like, she was uh, confusing signs. And I said, okay, mom, I, I'm going to drive. And we've been driving for 10 days and we actually had some problems with our car. Uh, but Hungarian people helped us um and they even didn't charge us but we gave up the money because it was a real help we had some problems and then when we got spain i felt you know relieved because we have an apartment here it's like a second home and just 10 minutes after we crossed the border a guy in a Spanish car, like a Spanish number, started to wave like, stop, stop. And I stopped and he was like, mom, like he was talking in Spanish. I know a little bit Spanish. And he said, you have like problems with your tires. Okay, I went out because, you know, I was very trustful and I thought, okay, we have Ukrainian numbers. I don't think that no one will hurt us. And he said, okay, you have problems, come out, come out. And he like, come out, he said, come out to my mom. And we went out and he was talking, I didn't know, I think some nonsense, doing some nonsense things. And then he said, okay, wait, wait in Spanish. He ran into his car, drew away. And my mom opened the door in the car and she said, oh my God, he robbed us. But there, there, there should be another person who was hiding his, in his car while he was distracting, distracting wow. us. Yeah. 
and all like all our bags were gone um all our our money that we had for like we we collected them to live several years in spain all our documents all our passports documents for the car driving license both my mom's and my uh in mine um my mom's phone but thanks god my phone was like i was charging my phone and that's why they didn't see it it was under my coat mm. yeah and i called uh, a spanish girl my friend and i i was i started to drive and i said i didn't know what to do and she said go straight to the police station we went we spent four hours there and it was hard it was like you know challenge after after challenge mm -hmm. but in the end like what is happening in ukraine and all these stories i'm very thankful that i'm alive with my mom and everyone right now who are dear to me are alive too and i i'm just okay that's if it's the price to play to pay <laughs> for the devil if i can say it, it's okay i'm I'm totally fine with it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a lot to experience, um, layer over layer of and yeah. being, like not able to like understand where one starts and one begins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Is there is there anything like in particular that you would like for people to know, like a message of how they might be able to help or something that you feel like your heart wants to share about Ukraine in general or yeah. oh Ukraine Ukraine is a beautiful country I hope the war is going to be over soon and we're going to rebuild it and uh, I know that Europe and the US will help us to do it um so I'm I I'm really hope and I know that a lot of people are going to visit Ukraine in the future and what uh, I want to say that I know that the US American people are standing with Ukraine and it makes my heart really happy because seeing all your support um, you know I think uh, I'm telling from me and I think from all the Ukrainian people, thank you for, for your support. And um, I, I think you can, I don't know, leave some links I'm going to send yeah. you to help mm -hmm. our army, official links, official donation, because um, we're losing a lot of money each day by the war and yeah. we need more supplies i know that the us europe and all other countries are helping us a lot but you know we need more and more and more because there are so many russian soldiers of course they are not so you know with the spirit as we are but we still need equipments we're gathering monies to even to buy equipments for my friend's husbands because um it's not because there are not much 
but it's because so many people want to fight. Yeah. I mean, you know, not so many equipments. They are pretty, but so many people are volunteering to fight with um, this enemy. So we need more and more and more. And that's why uh, I'm going to send you some links. Yeah. And what I can say that, yes, please stand with, with us. I have like, I have a huge flag on my balcony. I have this flag and Ukrainian flag. Go and to the marches, different marches to the protests, just to show the world that uh, we're not forgotten, that there's still war and we're, we still need to fight because it seems that uh, Russian propaganda, they, they don't only want Ukraine, but they want more countries. And they're being aggressive towards a lot of countries. And just Ukraine is one little but strong thing, which um, I believe right now prevents from the World War Three happen. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I and I also know that um, there was a GoFundMe that was set up for you and your mom because you were robbed. Is that still active? Or, or yes, yes, I'm still because you know I'm feeling not really comfortable to ask for help. And but yes, please if you can do some donation, it should it can be like five dollars even. Yeah. It will help. Yes, yeah. you know right now I'm just you know standing up on my feet like I'm going to start to teach again and teach but you know it's it just it, it needs some time and for this time we really would appreciate some help uh, in donation because a lot of money that we've been saving we're robbed unfortunately and right now it's a mundane thing but it it will it will really help us <laughs> yeah are you able to immerse yourself into your art at all right now is that are you able to escape into that at all right now or is yeah, yeah. thanks god thanks god i have left um canvas uh all oil color colors uh, brushes in spain and for people who are donating and people who donated like some people donated me one thousand dollars and mm. i was like I, I was very surprised like a, a lot of money and i'm i was saying okay so i'm feeling not really comfortable um receiving this money i'm going to paint your dog for example your cat your pets whatever you want because i i don't want to be you know I want to, you know, have an exchange. Yeah. Yes. So I'm very happy to, uh, you know, for the nation uh, to draw, or even, you know, if um, you want me something to draw, like for people who are going to listen to this yeah. podcast, if you would like to see my paintings. I also am going to send you the link, and I'm really happy to do it right now because um it's a kind of distraction for me and 
escaping. I'm I'm feeling really happy drawing. Really, I'm yeah. not thinking about what is happening in Ukraine while drawing. And I have some paintings right right here. So yeah, I, I think I can oh. send them. Yeah. I can send them all over the world. I don't think it's going to be a problem from Spain in this yeah. one. Wow. Yeah. Your art is, yeah. is so beautiful. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So I, I thanks God, I, I had some, not some, but all the necessary items for paintings. Yeah. yeah. Are you, I know that you're like very spiritual, like in yourself. And so, so how has this affected that? Because you still seem very strong in you and who you are, despite everything. So uh, how are you processing well, that? I think um, every day I'm, I'm doing my breaking meditation right now, because without this routine, I don't think I would be able to stay sane at this moment. But what I'm praying for Ukraine. I'm really, you know, sending energy, medi making meditation. And I think it's the best that I can do right now instead of staying in Ukraine in, you know, hot spots. And even Ukraine, even if Ukraine is liberating right now, I don't think I'm going to be very calm there. So I'm trying to do my help, spiritual help, energy help from here because I'm feeling more. Um, I would say I would say calmer, of course, than being in Ukraine in Kiev because I felt all these all these. So sorry, all these energies, fears, and it, it was just blocking me, honestly. And I had hesitations about leaving. I thought maybe I should stay. I should, I don't know, volunteering. I should take a gun. I thought about that, but then I realized what I will do. Like, I'm not, I don't know how to fire the gun i don't know how to shot i did it many years ago with a fake gun um i okay if i'm going to volunteer a lot of volunteers unfortunately in um, hot regions were killed killed by russian soldiers and about the energy thing i i thought that okay I should not feel guilty by leaving because I can do all this energy thing, sending energy to Ukraine, like meditation, um, sending light and love to Ukraine, supporting Ukraine as much as I can in spiritual way from other spots. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because if I'm not stable, I can help. Right. Yeah, because I know that you're, you're you're really sensitive to your surroundings and to be like immersed yeah. in that environment. Like I know, like that must have been incredibly challenging. You're using your gifts in your own way to help support Ukraine right now. 
yes yeah. as as much as i can i use my instagram to do advertising for people who need um advertising my friends um stuff uh, dance um i mean some of my friends are in kiev and they um need some work for example i have a friend who's a dancer and a designer at at the same time and I published her shop and she said, thank you so much, Elisa, because I got some sales and I was very, very happy to help in this way. Yeah. I, I'm also, you know, helping by spreading some news. I know terrible news, but I have to post it on my Instagram because how people will know. Right. I cannot post, you know, beautiful things and dances because it's like, no i can but um and also you know of course some people are very sensitive and to read some news that i'm posting i don't think they will like it but you know i have to do it because it's happening right now in our century and yeah. i think people should know what is happening and it yeah. can be tolerated. it it should the evil should be punished and they should know why they're having, you know, some gas prices increases. I think you can, you can still live. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's compare, it's not comparable life, like gas price is going up, but the lives of, you know, ch children, people in Ukraine, and okay, not only the lives, but think about children whose parents were shot in front yeah. of them. It's the real stories. And for no reason other than because they're in Ukraine and they are Ukrainian, right? So it's, yeah. an, it's an attack yes, on, on, on who you are um, to the, like, the yeah. core. Yeah, so yeah. It's, like, it's like this. Well, I'm going to add all of the links into the show notes okay, so that yeah. people can click, click on them whenever, Thank however you so they much. would like to help. Um, and it was a really good time because uh, I think the, these days I'm feeling much better. Before, I was a real mess. I mean, I, I, I had fever. I felt very weak. I felt that I was very sensitive. I... I wanted to cry. I, I felt a little bit, you know, aggressive. And I think it's a, um, it's my reaction for everything. I think what, it's, I think it, it, I think it's really okay um, that you're yes. feeling that way. It's, I think it's not abnormal and like give yourself compassion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Just stand with Ukraine. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining me this week. If you're listening and you like what you hear, please consider subscribing and rating this podcast as it really helps get this podcast out to other people who might be interested in hearing it but don't know about it yet. And also, if you'd like to contact me or reach me, you can reach me at unconditioningpodcast at gmail.com or unconditioningpodcast on Instagram. Thank you so much. And until next time... Stay tuned in to you.